Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss the fourth episode of Gen V, The Whole Truth, written by Jessica Chow, directed by Steve Bowiam. While this wasn't one of my favorite episodes out of the four we have gotten, it was still okay. I really like the character of Tech Knight, and I'm sad that he's gone. I hope he comes back because one episode was not enough for me to deal with his whole problem. <laughs> Before we jump into the recap, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback, audio, or written format, blackercouch at gmail.com. Despite the alarms going off last episode, it's unclear to Dr. Cardosa how Greg or Bob, actually, I think it was Greg, and Shetty's the only one that calls everyone Bob, died other than he was ear fucked to death. He doesn't know how to control someone as strong as Sam. And while I want to paint this doctor in a very nefarious light due to what he is in fact doing, it feels as if in knowing Vault, this may not particularly be something he wants to do primarily. Like he's like, I don't know. Like I'm not part of your organization in the same manner I feel as if Shetty is and I don't think that Shetty other than both of them being good in their field are more than just chosen pawns in a much larger game if that makes sense Shetty replies fucking obviously Sam has taken out half of the security team, so she tasks him with taking the other half and finding out where Sam is. Otherwise, if Vault finds out, they are both in hot water. She finds Emma's little tiny boot, and there was no reference to her losing that later on, but then I understood she must have passed out after going through the ear from the trauma of the whole situation. And then Sam kind of took over from there. Marie and the crew find the tracker that Emma had on her phone, but it's covered in blood with the scene looking like a meteor crashed through it. No one knows the extent of Sam's powers with Marie chastising Andre for involving her roommate. What were you thinking? Well, I was trying to get to the bottom of what they could possibly be doing here. I don't think that's an unrational thing or irrational. Because <laughs> I don't think unrational is a word. To do. Okay. And your friend. She's an adult. She can make her own decisions. Rankies have come out. With Marie now number two. And Jordan upset that they're still number five. Andre thinks there are more important things going on. At the moment. To which. Jordan agrees only temporarily but thinks that this is a conspiracy with all players likely being the higher ups and thus maybe we should mind our own business but if you knew a man they made the reference of Dr. I hate saying this word Mingla uh the crazy Nazi doctor 
look him up. He really is crazy. Allowed to do quite a lot of uh, very, very terrible things to people. Her name is Emma. I don't give a fuck about cricket. I'm bailing. Kate agrees with Jordan. She too chastises Andre for getting involved as she warned him not to do something stupid. And he did. And now that girl is dead and we want no part of it. Jordan and Kate once again prove themselves to be the least heroic material there. Because they continue to brush people's innocent people's deaths off as if it's a casual Tuesday. Disgusting. Since I don't know Kate that well other than she really loves Andre and her friends. Jordan really is a disappointment because Marie sees something in them and I'm not sure what it is. (laughs) Or maybe they see something in Marie that makes them better. I don't know. But at this moment, I was thoroughly disappointed and disgusted by their actions and disregard for human life. Like at least anonymously called 911. Someone might be missing. Mimi was right. Emma is bothered by slightly killing uh, the guard. No matter that he was a sadistic fuck, he might have kids. At a drive-in, Sam praises her for saving him. And I feel there's some idolization on the menu. Sam's mental state isn't close to being healthy. And no amount of, I'm here for you. I won't leave you. I love you. All the love that Emma has to give that she wants reciprocated so very badly is going to fix this boy. He needs counseling. And I do mean about 10 plus years of it. And he might also need medication. She, he wants to contact Luke. She admits Luke is dead. He killed himself causing Sam to have an outburst. Emma jumped down like a boss though, off that table She assures him she won't leave him despite him saying everyone does and possibly due to his own actions. Run, bitch! Run! I know it's a TV show, so they're clearly accelerating the timelines on relationships and investing in deepening them and bonding them in a measured out manner. But in the real world, ladies... This is warning bells. Get the fuck away from him. You are not going to save him. Stop trying to. (laughs) People acting like that. Talking about, oh, I always do something. Maybe you should ask why. What do you do? Maybe look into it a little bit before you start making a whole bunch of commitments based on very little information. The Whole Truth is a show, investigative journalist type of show with Tech Knight. He was in Preacher only the first season, which is the best season of Preacher. And he played one of those characters that you thought you knew him, but he was way more complex. He is there to uncover the truth of what happened with Golden Boy. Tech 2 is a graduate of the school and knows Shetty is full of shit. When it comes to welcoming him back. Yes, he was in propositioning her by going into her office instead of waiting for her to go into her own office and inviting you in. 
offering her liqueur from her own decanter as if she asked you to pour her a drink like you're you're pretty much putting your dick all over the place I like that she did pour it back in (laughs) the drink back into the decanter because most people would just be petty and leave it there and maybe drink it later but she's absolutely not going to do that just because he offers it to her and no wonder he is very good at reading people though that's why she feels uncomfortable around him and finding out their secrets and he has been sent by none other than ashley because what happened to golden boy is still trending he's here to find a patsy in the form of a student for luke's hysteria and then make them want to kill themselves which apparently is a trend because anyone that's interrogated by him either commits suicide or they find themselves beaten to a pulp he also very much wants to talk to sam but she tells him he's too dangerous but he immediately picked up on her tell and since she can't get none of the security guards names right she should have known that she was open (laughs) for someone to snitch on her Andre, high. You know, he didn't really look that high. I think he's trying to play the part of being high. But no, your eyes should definitely be a little bit (laughs) in the slitted direction. Goes to see Kate and admits he should have listened to her before they cuddle on her bed. He also just came into her room, laid on her bed like, oh, okay, make yourself at home. He tells her about his father knowing everything to do with the woods and that what little faith he had in him he now concludes was all a lie very easy very easily in my opinion dismissing that he may be protecting him like he's forgetting he's also a black man and while sure he could just be complicit i doubt he has a whole bunch of power to do anything against it and even if he could make a play he has to think about what would happen to his son so no i think that him protecting you even if it's only 25 to 35 percent of the answer is still the answer i'd even argue more so than that i've seen dick dads in television before (laughs) Well, polarity certainly is wearing a bit of a veneer of a mask and has played into all of this. I very much don't see him as a villain or someone who's trying to even make his son uh, forcibly more than him. It's just more like he's trying to balance what he accomplished to what his son accomplished and he's constantly in this role i think before i said he's trying to live through his son and that may be to a certain extent you know i'll remember when i did this back in the day but i do think that his heart from what we've seen thus far anyway is in the right is in the right place when it comes to his son now being able to accomplish more and actually do good where he may have had that same dream himself and it just you know it's it's one thing to have a dream it's another thing to enact it in the politics that are involved because that means you're going to be compromising something it's just how it works 
Marie goes to Rufus, the resident psychic, to find out where Emma is. She hands over one of her small little outfits and he's able to see that she is looking rough and with Sam, but invites her closer to get a better connection. Jordan, seeing this initially, walks away. But when Marie wakes up in his room from being blacked out. Oh, hell no. They're pounding on the door, trying to get Rufus to open. Seeing him in a robe, romantic music on with his dick out. Marie reacts, causing the blood in said cock to swell and explode. Holy it's not what it looks like. What do you think? It was not supposed to look like what what's what do you mean i'm also confused on how he can use his pheromones to attract anyone because rufus is a play on roofie which is what he apparently does around campus and no one has murdered him yet which also is very surprising to me because i know <laughs> If I had powers and there was other people on this campus who had powers and we were women and there's this guy Rufy and everybody. Making my way through the hood, sipping this yak. Niggas about to get blown with the Mac. Riding around the block with a Glock. Yo ass finna get shot. I was more curious of how psychic abilities and being able to blow pheromones on anyone that gets close to him, how that how that connects? I need more info. Jordan would kill and kill her to be number two again, but here she is asking Rufus for help, blowing it all away for a friend. Marie cares about her ranking, yeah, but not at the expense of someone in need. And thinks Jordan knows that she's right, but just scared. They tell her Tech Knight is on campus and he fucks people up. Marie counters with, why do you care since you only care about people named Jordan? Long, awkward pause ensues. It's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. But when we are apart, I feel it too. And no. Jordan vows not to help next time, but Marie points out she's the one that exploded Rufus's dick. Tech Knight requests an interview with Andre and his dad, Polarity, who tells him if he messes up, he can't save him. I think this comes with the, uh, the, the flame of youth because he doesn't at all consider his own life and the danger to himself or even his father, or even his friends. He's kind of barreling through this on morality alone. And that is a little stupid, but I'm going to put it down to the the burst of, of youth, of your heart's all in the right place. It's just your coordination and, you know, problem solving, planning, all of that needs some work. It's not just Andre, though. Tech hinted he was going, depending on one of the top five, despite Shetty saying they were off limits. 
Uh, and that would be where his, he's looking for his patsy. Plus, it's also the people that were closest to Golden Boy. So Kate's brought in along with Jordan, who were asked about Golden Boy. Jordan is told Brink loved them, but never would have allowed them to be number one as long as Golden Boy was at this school, which is very true. Plus, he killed your father figure. Kate is asked how she didn't see the signs as she's been with her boyfriend all this time. She dropped out of criminology just to take hero management so she could manage his career, which is not a good thing when you're boyfriend and girlfriend, in my humble opinion. She was definitely putting on a performance. And I love that even when he called her out on it, she doesn't break said performance, <laughs> but she's playing with her gloves, trying to stuffily take them off. And he's like, take that glove off. I take your fucking hand off. Gotcha, bitch. I quite enjoyed that. It's just a very, the only time I thought in this whole episode, you felt menacing. And it was a moment of, you ain't gonna do that like that is not about to happen and if you really think you're that good you're not tech then asked andre how long he's been eating kate's hole getting him to admit that they did hook up after golden boy died despite tech pushing the narrative that he found out about them and cracked how did he smell kate's hole on his breath when they did not have sex at that moment unless they did but we didn't see it but he can like sniff out other things about people because he told shetty you're ovulating uh, andre upset cannot pretend anymore and tells tech he's nothing more than a small little man and a hack that pretends at being a hero before turning to his dad yelling what kind of a hero is is too chicken shit to do anything heroic before stopping off set saying he's done at the drive-in emma is making herself too at home over a few compliments in my humble opinion even though he does call her out on you know i say something nice about you and you deflect they're cute don't get me wrong but her saying i won't leave because i have nowhere to go excuse me bitch another relationship red flag you did have somewhere to go you had school you had your youtube channel you had a goal of being a hero or at least getting a contract to do something further in your career you had maybe not the most healthy childhood from your mother but you didn't spend one in a mental asylum so you know i'm gonna need you to stop putting your whole entire life on the on hold just because you met sam your future husband over here is hearing voices speaking of being missed dean approaches marie and asks about emma as she has missed classes so she act like that was not a part of her life 24 hours ago she gets small and she also has evidence she may be involved so dean tries to see if marie knows anything about it while Marie demurs, Jordan takes note. Also loved her response of, I didn't see you at lunch today. Was I supposed to come? Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. That felt like a me response. She is chosen to be interrogated despite not lifting her hand at all, barely paying attention to the whole entire lecture or who the fuck Tech Knight is. 
And he very easily gets her to admit that Jordan was the hero while she ran away, but it's a better truth than where he was going, and she knows it and leaves. Shetty isn't happy. He went after the top five, and he agrees there's no Patsy there. They're all earners, so he's going to pin the whole thing on her instead because she's just a human who has already made an even bigger error in allowing Sam to escape. And he could have just came out with that. He could have made a phone call and came out with that and never even gave you the opportunity to do anything, which is why sometimes it's better to keep your cards close and not try to brag to people. But this is a guy that definitely feels as if maybe I should have this job. <laughs> I don't think so. He's too much of a... Of a um, journalist if you will that he would want to be here doing her job but I don't know why he gave her the heads up other than he's just a man and that's what he wanted to do in that moment he wanted to brag I get, you don't need to be a man to brag yes I know but I was trying to say he's the type of man <laughs> to brag he seems to also have a thing for holes the glass the tape, the bagel, and that was before the reveal. Sam's delusions are in the form of television Jason Ritter. This is going to sound so mean because I do like almost all of the projects that Jason Ritter has been a part of. <laughs> but he looks like a child molester and it's everything to do with the porn stash and the fact that he kind of looks somewhere stuck between... 35 and 38 but in 22 years that didn't make no sense but it does in my brain Emma tries to comfort him but he leaves apparently able to jump really long distances because the television Jason Ritter encourages him to kill Dr. Cardosa not only just to protect him and Emma but there's an inclination that he just kind of wants to and I don't blame him. I would want to kill the person that put a big ass needle in my back for no reason as well. How you gonna see Andre destroying his dad's statue after all he's told you in the last 24 hours? Plus, you know, he just had an interview and you gonna ask stupidly, are you okay? Uh, I think the fuck not, you trick ass bitch. You are very sweet to him, but that was absolutely not something a friend that's paying attention would need to clarify before hugging him. I mean he he fell into your arms or hugging him back he feels his life was a lie and everything he did for that man was for nothing he tells Katie doesn't know what he would do without her Jordan goes to see Marie wondering why she did what she did as she didn't ask her <laughs> Bree's like, actually, you did plenty of fucking times. And now I'm going to be crucified by Tech Knight and likely expelled the second time for you guys, mind you. And I don't get to go home to my parents. I go into a mental asylum. But sometimes doing the right thing is what humans do. There is no angle. Jordan's not used to that. Admits that they're scared before the two commence kissing. 
interestingly jordan transitioned into a male not that i didn't want to see the male version kissing marie because he is hot i've said it from the get-go he is a delicious looking cutie pie way too young way too young because when he was like hi i was like oh my goodness he's pudding um curious though was his transition for marie's sake because she seemed to be just as lusty eyed for you earlier when you were a woman so i don't know why you needed to transition into a man but something to take note of emma barges in and tells them about sam going after dr cardosa and a lot is happening i'm concerned about the fact you have not touched a shower and you were covered in blood and who knows whatever else and you're comfortable in that state of being with some random ass shirt on that you found in an abandoned drive-in I need you to love yourself more, Emma, is what I'm trying to say. Jonah knows where Dr. Cardosa lives because he used to work with Brink. Shetty invites Tech into the woods where there are no cameras. He has left his cameras behind. He thinks that she wants to give him a blowjob to keep her job. <laughs> but she has obtained information that he has a fatal brain tumor which causes him to fuck any hole he comes across something she threatens him with if he doesn't leave with nothing to report if shetty wasn't so despicable i would have probably enjoyed this moment more but honestly it's not like he made ish up and tried to derail you you've been failing and he called you out on it and he wasn't even gonna throw you under the bus for the thing in which someone would just actually run you over a bus for plus making another enemy only makes someone else come after you tech knight was kind of a douche but i actually thought he was fun he's like a fun douchebag and deciphering other people's secrets yes it doesn't make you the the most likable person but he gets a rush out of his job and i think throwing his brain tumor or the behavior He's, <laughs> I think the cone's the one that did it for me. <laughs> Not the dryer, the cone. Uh, that's the reason why he's doing this and that he's going to die from it. <laughs> I actually felt kind of bad for him. Sam attacks Cardosa's family, but is saved when the tweens show up. He yells out, Kate, you're not touching me again. I guess Cardoso just went out the back door. He's like, okay, tween show up from the school. I'm not gonna, yeah, that's gonna be weird. Isn't, isn't, um, Shetty now gonna know that they know? And then he probably jumped in the car with his family and left. Something the others probably don't know about when she and Luke visited him in the psych ward. I think it was Andre who gave her a look like, what does that mean? He uh, turns villainous though when Andre's like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Because you are acting crazy. He ends up uh, beating the shit out of him. I mean, at least he got up real quick. He don't need no healing powers or nothing. Before Marie attempts to help only to be successfully foiled by Jordan. I'm sorry, Marie, but... <laughs> 
if Jordan's there, I'm tagging them in first. <laughs> I'll just be over here assisting <laughs> if anyone has a, a cut or something. <laughs> no, seriously, she can do a lot of shit. Like, if you can get someone to blow, like, it could cause people to explode. Um, so man i wish i wish someone would actually teach her and there doesn't seem to be any actual comprehensive wow let me t let me see what else you can do with your powers type of classes i feel like they're all just being marketed that's what they're going through all to see what they can be marketed for versus actually learning how to control and increase their power which what human would want that i keep saying there has to be something between the humans and because every show is like that, man. I watched the 4400. They don't just like y'all running around being more powerful than them. Because eventually I think you're going to assimilate together and <laughs> destroy the government. Because that's the story of humanity. I wondered why Emma couldn't get big. And now I realize she can. And that's probably why her mom wanted to measure and is weird about her weight because while yes, throwing up to get small is awful. Um, eating a lot or overeating to make yourself big and you do that shit accidentally as a kid can be a pretty <laughs> scary experience. But beneficial if sam's gonna be the one you're gonna give it all for because you're able to manhandle him when he's wilding the fuck out saying everything is gonna be fine we're gonna do everything together forever marie concurs saying earlier like we didn't know we didn't know that you were luke's brother if we had we wouldn't have stopped them from helping or stopped them from taking you but all of a sudden he goes to black and the next thing we know Marie wakes up in bed with Jordan. What the hell is going on? This is the second blackout that Marie particularly has had. What's going on with that? I can't think it's Rufus because he's somewhere dealing <laughs> with the, um, the non-existence of his penis. So is there someone else with the power? Does Sam have an additional power that he's unaware of that causes them to black out? I'm really curious to see what happens next episode because there are a lot of things really actually happening where, where it feels as if Shetty's going to, to realize that they're involved and how is she going? I think that Sam, though, could easily take out. I feel like Shetty's power is that of words, unless she's hiding it, being a super. But since all supers seem to go through Kadolkin, I don't think that's that's the thing. But I, I, I'm really trying to figure out where this can go because I can't see <laughs> the secret being kept a secret for very much longer and and what does that mean for the rest of our students because I figured this will be the school for however long this is the school but maybe things happen at the end of the season where Shetty's no longer a part of the threat 
and with dr cardosa they said he's not coming off as nefarious as an evil as he was called mingling mingo mingla doctor is we do have feedback we got shy finally jumping into the the mailbag with her thoughts on episode three and then mimi with her thoughts on episode four so let's get into it Hello, Christina. It's me, Shy. I have joined the party, joined the discussion for Gen V, welcoming myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, I, as you know, I've the struggle bus has been a continued theme throughout the year. Um, but I did watch the first three episodes. I watched episode three on Wednesday, and I meant to record then, but per usual life happened and so now I am trying to go off memory and I think I'm gonna just give my overall thoughts on the first three episodes since I wasn't there to give feedback for episodes one and two um so yeah I'm actually unlike the boys so far I've enjoyed these first three episodes and I listened to your podcast and I agree I mean just because you didn't like one I mean the 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 primary show doesn't mean that you're not going to like the um what do you call it the you know the shows that come off of the show i don't even know what it's called um but you know what i mean the those type of shows because it's different premise like just like um i don't like arrow but i like the flash the flash was supposed to have been a spinoff that's what it is a spinoff of the flash uh then wasn't didn't care for arrow but i can't i Obviously, we love The Flash. We watch The Flash from start to finish. So there you have it. That's a prime example of it's because the 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 mother show um, is not for everybody. It doesn't mean that the shows that spin off from it aren't um, something that would be enjoyed. And this is the same with the boys, the Gen V. Again, it's only three episodes, um, but so far I've enjoyed it i will say the one thing that still like uh i'm not a big fan of and y'all know this i'm not a big fan of the gore aspect of it um trying i mean it's it's not yeah like the whole luke you know death thing and it's like do we have to and then the whole just like in this episode with uh the security guard with emma it's like oh gosh you know she's swimming in the blood like really dude so yeah and there was other situations so i'm just you know i'm trying to bear with it you know in regards to that and i mean it's not like i haven't watched action shows and stuff like that that had some you know blood and goods aspects to it so it's not horrible and i like i like the um the main character what's her name you know i knew i was gonna have a hard time with names in this one um marie yes marie so i like her i don't know any of these people and any other thing so um i heard y'all talking about um either you or mimi talking about enjoying them and other other uh projects i don't know any of these people never seen them before 
So whatever projects those were, I not privy to them. And so therefore they're on my screens for the first time. And yeah, I did peep that Arnold Schwarzenegger's son was in this. Uh, I didn't know he wasn't, I thought it was going to be a main person. Um, so I was quite surprised that he bit the bill, the bullet, uh, the first episode, but I see that he's coming back in flashbacks and stuff like that, like he did in this one, in the third episode, I should say, um, when they explained a little bit more on Sam and why, what happened leading up to where we are today with Sam being in the wood, uh, still, obviously they're experimenting in some way. I don't know if they're trying to create a serum that is uh like the perfect serum like they always seem to do um use you know use mutants or was it compound v or superhero soups on this in this um show as uh guinea pigs to trying to create the perfect something um you know they're always trying to do that um and so obviously what they when they've injected these kids not all of them came out with the best of power so i don't know maybe they're trying to create one that has all the powers um in one so that's crazy but you you just you know when you're trying to create a weapon and the government's trying to create some type of the ultimate weapon they're willing to go above and beyond to make that happen and create the most unrealistic thing out there to where they probably won't be able to control it um but I like I like Marie's story. I like Jordan's story. Um, I'm very interested in that aspect of it. I mean, it's like a a twist on a trans. Is it a version of transgender? Um, uh, so I mean, it's kind of a, like a twist on that in a way. So I'm very fascinated. It's like when he's when he's in male form. Does he like females? And then when he's in female form, he likes males. Obviously, we saw him in female form having sex with a dude, um, the disappearing dude. Um, so, or the dude that walks through walls. Um, so that's that's fascinating. I'm, you know that story, and I think that's what I like about this show is that we're getting um, more of the character stuff. Um, just like we got Marie and what happened to how she became who she is with her parents, with her sister. We have that intriguing storyline and we have Jordan and, you know, him bouncing back and forth between being a female and male. He seems to like mostly being a female because he tends to be an, or, or they. I'm sorry, I'm saying he the pronouns he and she when it's they. So forgive me. They like to um be in female form more so than the male form um i've noticed so far um so that's going to be interesting um to see of course we saw when the parents showed up he went they went into i gotta get used to that they went into the male form um but then switched back to female when they were upset over being i guess paraded around marketed around like and uh for lack of better words then we have kate 
yeah, I'm I'm with you. I you know, Luke and Kate, they're 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 like they're not what I expected them to be. You know, I thought she would be, you know, like a mean girl kind of person and you know, Luke would be the other, you know, the typical jock, you know, type of character, but no, he was actually, you know, very sensitive person and empathetic to others and he really truly loved his brother and was really devastated about what happened to his brother um and Kate she has more depth to her and I love that about this show that they didn't they're not going the stereotypical route of just you know typecasting you know these characters in a certain way even though they could have easily done that they are I mean and especially with um Kate you know because she can persuade people to do whatever she wants so that goes along with that mean girl type mentality but you can see that she has a sensitive side and she cares about people and loves people and and all of that stuff and she's not all you know what she's cracked up to be on the outside so I, I love that um Andre I'm fascinated with him and his dad um polarity um and yeah I, I heard what you said Christina about parents you know putting their expectations or you know wanting to live out their glory days through their children or whatever the case may be and it's like instead of allowing them to be their own people and you know create their own paths and go down their own way they want them to follow in their footsteps and some you know kids are okay with that and want to do that but then there are kids that want to carve their own path and don't want to go a particular route and we see that with Andre he doesn't want to um he's not he doesn't want to be in the limelight he doesn't want that pressure he doesn't want you know all that that comes with being a soup and or being the number one um soup so I mean we saw him just easily you know instead of even though he know his dad is you know depending on him to show up to this or show up to that or act a certain way he's choosing his own path he's wanting to find out what's going on with Sam and do that for Luke you know his best friend so I mean I was kind of uh on the fence about what type of relationship they all had because we see Kate and Andre have sex and so I'm like has this is this not it doesn't seem like this is the first time they've done that but I don't know uh so, um, so there's just a lot of fascinating um, storylines. I'm very curious of what's going to happen going forward. We saw that Emma was, oh yeah, and then there's Emma and her, you know, not quite eating disorder. And, um, but at the same time, it's, it's give the, because she's quick to say that it's not an eating disorder. Um, it is her power. I mean, in order for her to activate her power, she has to, unfortunately yeah yeah do the purging thing to to make it work um and then she has to over then she has to eat or overeat to get her strength and her size back so i thought that was you know their her interaction with her mother was very fascinating you know her mom wanted to measure her and you know have her do this reality so it's like she they're, they're just all the characters just have this depth to them this that you want to explore and I and I can applaud you know the show for at least doing that from the from the start you know creating these characters 
at least for me, that makes me want to learn more about them and invest in what their stories are and where they go from here and all that good stuff. So I'm very interested in that. I'm glad that Emma and Marie worked out their differences. And I'm with you. I'm an introvert, so I'm not that person that's going to quickly, you know, you know, make friends with anybody. I'm not. I I, mean, I have my small circle of friends and you're just not going to be part of that circle unless I get to know you and we get to, you know, do a point where it's it just it just becomes that it's organically we're going to be friends because we've earned that. It's not going to be something, oh, you show up, I'm your roommate, we buddies. No, I don't work that way. But I've seen it. I've seen it to where some people are like that and more power to them, you know, whatever floats their boat. But I am not the type. And y'all know, (laughs) y'all seen it. So y'all know, y'all know me. So um, what else? But yeah, I'm glad Emma and Marie are friends and we have are starting to establish a friendship because I think that's going to be something that's beneficial as they go forward and whatever it is this story is going um, with them trying to find out about Sam and this experimental hospital thing that they got going on in the basement. So um, the mystery and then we see that um, Andre's dad is involved and he's finding that out and I mean, I kind of figured that. So it's just a matter of what what is it that they're trying to do and, you know, how it all's going to how it all going to come together um, throughout these episodes. So I'm excited to see what happens next. Um, Like I said, these are my overall thoughts for now. Um, Now that I'm caught up, I can just talk on speak on specific episodes. So. I'm excited to join you guys finally. I feel like I've been out of the loop for so long um, that, you know, I've been playing catch up for so long with football season here. I'm not going to lie. A lot of my focus has gone to football and, you know, college football Saturday, um, NFL on Sunday. And that's usually the days where I'm playing catch up and watching shows and stuff like that and so with that having started it makes keeps me even further behind on these shows and catching up and all that good stuff so and then during the week I'm just sometimes I'm just too tired to even look at a show so but I am here glad to be here with you ladies and contribute my little bit of brain power to the group so on that note until next time much love peace And Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, shot. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I owe her, of course, all of the apologies. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. She sent this on Saturday, which is when I said I was going to be doing the third episode, but I completely forgot I said that. (laughs) I forgot I I put out a schedule. I thought I had uh, put the, the date for Friday. So she sent it on Saturday and thought she was caught up and was all excited. And then I took away her joy by already posted it on Saturday. And additionally, I didn't know if she was going to be into this. So I had already had Mimi's feedback too. So maybe that's why I was thinking, I don't know, but I can't excuse my own behavior. (laughs) I won't make excuses. 
I'm I'm glad that you're you're into the show thus far. I think that it's um it's definitely worthwhile that the characters are the a, a good foundation to make me interested in the other crazier shenanigans that are going on. Seth Rogen is attached to this program uh, project, so I'm I'm pretty used to having watched Preacher. His his way of influence, his sense of humor. It works sometimes, sometimes it doesn't, just depends. But he's done a good job with, with um, Invincible, which has a lot of gore in it as well. So it doesn't surprise me at all that walking into this, that's definitely on the menu. Now, Andre did say during the interview, you haven't watched this episode yet, but it doesn't feel like I would have said the same thing they had had sex before but it seems as if they really did wait for after Luke to not be in the picture I've seen it oh yeah people who make insta friendships I'll be like yeah okay I mean hey whatever is your boat I will say during this show I am looking at people having very short amounts of conversations (laughs) and seem to be falling into you know it's okay to like people and it's okay to just be friends before anything else happens but it's also you know freshman in college freshman in college maybe because I was never a freshman in college not in the dorm room with all the craziness that I'm I'm a whole bunch of steps removed and I'm pretty sure you're going to say the same thing <laughs> from what that experience is supposed to be like. All I'm thinking is, can y'all get tested before you start swapping spit or at least have a good track record of how many people they fucked before they came and saw you? And also, can you at least go onto their social media page, <laughs> Marie, and check out other things about them? I don't know. So, yeah, I think that's also a part of the script, as I was saying in in this episode. But I will await patiently for your feedback on episode probably five now, because you're gonna be like, fuck you, I didn't get an episode four. (laughs) And I understand. And we'll be doing episode five, probably, I think I put it on there for no I don't think I did put it on twice I think I put the fall of Usher on twice because I really want to watch that show but yeah we should be caught up at least pretty soon and I'm glad that you're joining us on this journey and I don't have much more to say because I'm really tired (laughs) I know exactly what you mean by life passing you by you just got your football right now and I'll be looking over at your football reels like okay whoever these people are (laughs) which leads us to our final bit of feedback which is from queen mimi so let's hear how she felt about this episode what up cena this is mimi this is my feedback for gen v episode four of season one um, I really enjoyed this episode. It was very, um, 
it was very, I guess, action-packed. I feel like I got a sense of the characters a little bit better. Um, I wasn't surprised bet- uh, about what happened between Jordan and uh, Marie. Like I said, I was already spoiled. Um, I was just curious about, you know, I guess what happened to cause this um, interaction between them. Um, and I guess maybe we're supposed to just assume that it was um, something that was always there between them. Um, I didn't see it, but other people saw it, so I'm assuming it had to be there, some type of uh, tension. I just, when I we were first introduced to Jordan, like I said, he was rude as fuck to Marie, and then um, he did, like, fight um golden boy but i like i said i said this before and i'll say it again um like for you to just assume that he was doing it to protect um marie is honestly just uh i would say it's an assumption because like there was no interaction between them for us to assume that he cared about her like that anyway i'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole again but um you know um, I don't know if it was just the adrenaline between the two after what happened in the class, but um, we saw the ending, so clearly they're a thing now. I don't know what kind of thing, but clearly some shit went down, um, and I can't wait to find out what that was in episode uh, five. Um, but I just I I enjoyed their interaction. Um, I also enjoyed. Um, seeing Emma with um Sam um it's I don't I you know I always hear about trauma bonding and you know things like that and some people act like trauma bonding is bad some people act like it's good um I I don't know if I have a preference because I mean people I feel like people get together for more superficial things so getting together because you guys both share shared a traumatic like uh experience that only the two of you can understand i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing i think it usually ends up being a bad thing when that's the only thing keeping you guys together when there's way more differences than there is um um in common and I know they say opposites attract, but that's not always the case. Sometimes the opposites are opposites for a reason. But I guess with uh, Sam and Emma, only time will tell. I do feel like she's more of an empathetic person than anyone else in that group. These, uh, these, uh, I, w- I want to call them a ragtag team because at this point, they don't got much going for them um, other than some, some, some powers that they don't know how to mesh together um because sam kicked their ass at that dude's house um and emma eating food is what worked but um i will also say that there was like a whole ass feast on the table had there not been a feast um could emma had of found food like immediately enough to grow as much as she did who knows i don't know that's why i feel like I want to see, like, I want to think that she can grow and shrink without the the purging or the um, 
binge eating um and i and i think that that's gonna be a part of her power development because i i just can't imagine those are the only options for her um i think she had an eating disorder already and that is probably what triggered her power so she never developed another way to use her powers because she never um tried you know um eating disorder is probably something she's had her whole life and that's why she um uses food the way she does so i guess i guess we'll see um if i'm right about that but um i do um i did enjoy um her just getting big being butt ass naked getting big and uh deciding she's just gonna like lay her whole body on him and like calm down and it's funny because she all she did was grow um and she like laid on him but she didn't do anything else and marie's little like blood chains didn't do anything jordan both he and she both of them got laid the fuck out and andre with his telekinesis got beat the fuck up too and like we i guess we see how strong fucking sam is um especially with the carnage we saw um that he what he did to those uh soldiers uh the I don't know if soldiers is even the right word, but the security guards, like, there were, like, holes in them, like, lens, like, ripped off, it was, it was pretty bad, so, yeah, um, Sam is, uh, pretty strong, um, and I, I'm starting to think that maybe he always had some type of mental illness, it's just that with his superpowers and them not getting them under control, because, um, the powers happen during puberty is what it sounds like and schizophrenia is what it sounds like he has usually tends to develop in people's late teens early 20s so the combination of everything probably didn't help and he sounds like he's been locked up for a long ass time um and then um that one guy <laughs> with his powers uh the being able to like like i guess it's almost like he can he can like sense like or even feel like hormonal and vital differences in people and that's why he's so good at doing his investigative journalism um which all seems like an act because it's ridiculous like he knew about the woods it sounds like everybody in the higher-ups knows he wasn't even like trying to do an investigation on that he was just trying to make a good story like I, I I don't know, like, what the fuck was the point of him being there? Because you're not even really doing anything investigating. You're just trying to stir up bullshit. Um, that's why, even though, you know, the, the, the dean is uh, a shady bitch, I ain't mad at her um, <laughs> finding that dirt on his proclivities, is what she said. Like, that hole, like, him in the holes, like, because of that tumor in his head, is so fucking funny. And it's probably something he probably had a compulsion to do anyway it's just before that lesion within his brain he had impulse control now he does it because of the lesion in his brain so he just does it does what he always wanted to do like that's why it was so funny like it was such a random gross thing and it was funny to see <laughs> like 
them actually show it. Oh my god, it's so fucking weird, but so hilarious. It's such a like I don't the the writers of the boys are so weird, and I really honestly can't comprehend how someone can even come up with something like this. It it it's almost so gross that it's funny, almost like, but it's very gross. Um, I guess it is kind of funny because I I don't think I could do anything but laugh just because of the situation. It was so fucking gross and so weird. Um, but I guess it was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, dude got on my nerve. And um, I just, I feel like with Marie's ability, she should be able to combat that thing of him being able to sense her, like, uh, like, sense her, like, nervousness and her heart rate. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't think I have a, like, a, clear comprehension of what Jasmine, Jasmine, her name is Marie in the show, I keep calling her by her real name, anyway, um, like what her powers are, and you know, honestly, she probably don't even know either, but I just feel like it can't just be her control of blood, I feel like it could probably be her control of bodily things just in general, um, and then when he was like, your power is gross, like, that shit was hurtful, and dude, you don't think your power is gross, being able to, oh, and you're ovulating, get the fuck out of my body, dude, who the fuck do you think you are, like, you're gross, <laughs> I wanted somebody to beat him up, but, yeah, that, I, you know, thing in the storyline, I don't know how that would have been possible, um, and then, I guess the last thing is Andre, I, I will, like I said before, last feedback, I just, I didn't expect them to, um, make, uh, Andre and Kate a thing, but it's, it almost feels like they were probably something before um, Andre, and, not Andre, uh, Luke and Kate became a thing, um, but when he was like, I smell her on you, like, that shit was embarrassing and awkward, because his dude's dad was standing right there, so embarrassing, um, anyway, yeah, and Polarity is definitely trying to live his heyday through his son, that's obvious, but your day's over, sir, okay, you just gotta go with the memories, um, that's all you got, um, is that it, I think that's all, um, I'm, I'm trying to get this out, because I, I know you wanna get this podcast out, so I'm just gonna end it here, if I forgot something, I can add it to the next one, I'm definitely gonna, um, watch episode five when I get home, so until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic, queen of the couch, meet me out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts, feelings, theories on the series thus far. Um, oh, you were spoiled on the, the Jordan thing. And here you were telling me that I, I don't know how to read stuff. <laughs> I thought I was off on that first Jordan look. I will say uh, I agree with you. I didn't see anything from Marie's side as far as liking Jordan. I think Jordan was like, she cute. And then when she revealed what actually happened to her parents when she wasn't actually falling into Shetty's game, I think that's when Jordan allowed themselves to like like her. But I don't think Marie liked her until that moment where they were face to face and she had a look like, oh, she don't like me. And then later on, when she was kissed by Jordan, she's like, oh, 
Well, I didn't, I mean, even the way she reacted, like in even the way Jordan was like, oh, that's not what you meant. No, that isn't what I meant. However, you know, maybe I had some unconscious feelings stirring in the background that made me more tempestuous. Um, you know, in regards to your reactions to things versus others, I definitely am not at all siding with Jordan protected Marie for Marie at that moment. They barely knew each other, barely even talked. So no, I think that he was trying to calm his best friend down because something was fucking happening or I don't know if it's his best friend. I feel like with Jordan and Luke, they were more like friends because they're one and two and they did get along, but they weren't best, best friends like Andre. Like they look like they grew up in, in the same hood somewhere. So yeah, I'm not, I don't subscribe to that (laughs) as part of their, their love journey. Um, I think that it it's okay just to look at someone and think they're cute and not be like, Oh my God, we're going to be married and in love. Actually, I think that's problematic because what you're mistaken for infatu or love is actually infatuation. And you're not actually getting to know that person, but the idea of that per- people really with relationships nowadays, um, the instant gratification even like the casual fucking I'm okay with that I'm not saying any of this is wrong it's just playing into relationships that are never going to to work out (laughs) because they're so fucking superficial so yeah I wouldn't say I'm quote-unquote shipping them but I do like them together and I want to see them grow as people and I do think that Marie more than anything is a good influence on Jordan Because Jordan kind of ain't shit. Kind of ain't shit. Yes, they admit that they're scared. Yes, that they have their own baggage and their own backstory. But their base actions of, hey, someone's in trouble. I can help them. They don't seem to be subscribed to the idea of hero more so than they want to do it to prove a point to their parents. Versus I feel Emma and even Marie Well, Marie wants to prove it to her sister, but she genuinely wants to help people. Like she can't just walk away. Um, I don't know what that means. Well, fucking don't make you a thing. (laughs) I think that must be referring to, because it's right next to that note to the, to the, um, whole Jordan, Marie, Luke situation from the beginning. Trauma bonding. I think that it it's a slippery slope. All right. Because like you said, if that's the only thing bonding you together, I mean, everyone has a little trauma in their life. We're all, we all do a little trauma bonding, right? Even in friendships, but um, in relationships, when you need a certain amount of skill set and healthy foundation if you can't find that with the other person because of your trauma and their trauma being the only thing that connects you then then it's you know you might be setting yourself up for failure but you also I agree like if 
you know, um, I like to say this all the time for mothers who's lost children. There's literally no one else besides a mother who's lost a child that's going to understand that, right? So that type of trauma bonding, I think, makes a lot more because it's about support. It's about emotional healing. When it's about a relationship, that's where it could get nasty. So I want to say it's an automatic problematic thing because as a C point A, everyone has trauma and clearly people get together and it's not good. And their trauma is usually the things that explode in that relationship. But on the other hand, my biggest issue with Emma and Sam is they don't have the same trauma. Even if she's empathetic towards his situation, which I am too, clearly he's not a product of anything other than the brain chemistry being fucked up inside of his head and other people experimenting on him. He's not at fault here. However, because of those actions in his past, he clearly has a very, has violent tendencies. Even if it's just hitting walls, we saw he hit his brother So you're ignoring all of the red flags that say that it's not just about trauma bonding or even about empathy for your trauma, because even though she's had trauma with her eating disorder, it's not quite the same thing (laughs) than having something wrong with your brain and you not trusting it. If she can help him through that and she could be the support through that, that's fine. But if you're going to engage in relationship status before that I think that that's a problem personally and uh girl what you were seeing was you watching you need to go back and roll the tape Jordan didn't get laid out in that fight Jordan's the one that knocked Sam out into the yard and then Andre came out and tried to reason with him again no Jordan didn't get fucked up in that fight (laughs) I was waiting for them to get fucked up in that fight Because I thought that's what they were going to show is Sam's more powerful than all of them. But no, Jordan actually uh, stepped in front, took the the brunt because they can do the force. But then then when they transition to the female, they have that force field and they use that to knock him out of the window and onto the ground. So no, he didn't take no, they didn't take no else. As far as tech goes, he knew about the woods. That's why he was there because Ashley sent him, which is the person that's over Shetty. So no, he didn't have to go find out about the woods. It wasn't a a badly covered up secret. He was there because he and Shetty were supposed to cover up anything to do with the woods, make sure nothing leaks out about it while also wrapping up the, the golden boys story arc because someone, people still want answers. They don't feel like they have enough answers And so he's there to provide them one, but they all work for Vault. Vought. Is it Vault or Vought? Um, And then he only really found out that she isn't as in control as she should be. You lost someone from the facility. (laughs) I mean, I think, yes, he was intrusive. I'm not saying that his personality wasn't to be desired. That is not at all what I'm putting out there. You know, I didn't have nearly as much. I thought it, it was just, uh, I said, some people are dicks and it's just, it's charming to watch. But 
I do think that his goal when he got there was to spy for Ashley. And Ashley wants to know that the situation is underhand because Shetty has shown that the situation is not underhand and he isn't wrong. So while, yes, she got the upper hand on him, he's really doing something due to a brain condition (laughs) that, you know, is embarrassing, but he has absolutely no self-control over it. Um, Marie can do, can probably do a lot more if someone actually teaches her what she can do. But I don't, I, I think, like you said, she doesn't even know what she can do. Even when she blew up the dick, how did you do that? I don't know. Um, I don't think that this school is interested in teaching kids how to use their powers. They are only wanting to exploit them. And then when he said her powers are gross, I'm sorry. I I, mm, <laughs> I know Marie's our girl, but that shit is gross. I'm sorry. If I saw someone throwing blood across blood chains, there's no way I'm fucking walking. Like, come on now. I need a hazmat suit. I don't know if there's HIV, hepatitis. I don't know what the fuck is in blood. But there's a reason why people just don't go swimming in the shit. It is gross. It's gross. It's gross. If a, if you did use your power, someone has to clean that shit up, okay? And <laughs> the people that's cleaning that shit up is going to be like, this is gross. So I don't think that he was too out of pocket for calling her power gross. <laughs> it's mean, Mean to say it, don't need to say it out loud, but factual. It is fucking gross. (laughs) Oh, but I am eager to see what's going on in episode five. Oh, I didn't mention Andre and Kate. Well, I mean, your best friend just died. Her boyfriend just died. I don't even know if they're a couple, if one would say, other than finding solace in each other after a loss. And maybe they they had something they discovered for each other before or after Luke. But it seems more as if she would pursue a relationship with him than he was eager to pursue. I don't know. They're kind of weird. I'm not sure if I can pin down their relationship other than it feels as if their emotional rocks for the other. And that's a huge part of their their relationship, more so than a romantic part of the relationship, if that makes sense. That is going to wrap it up for us this week. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>